Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What's up, everybody? How we doing? I'm doing well. How are you, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You were asking the world. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I do that. It's not like yeah. we're going to get a response. It'd be fucking weird as shit <laughs> if we did. But oh, I am personally extremely hungover. Yeah. Yeah. We celebrated our Valentine's Day. Yesterday. Which was a couple days late from Valentine's Day. And we kind of, we did it in, we did it, we painted the town. Yeah, we did like brunch and something we just day drank at different locations mm-hmm. that we went to. Mm-hmm. We went bowling and, mm-hmm. oh, buddy. We went bowling. I was we in bed by like games. 11. <laughs> and you should have been in bed at like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you drank uh, one um, U.S. gallon of wine yesterday no, not a gallon or maybe a half gallon <laughs> maybe a half gallon we were celebrating yes. love oh <laughs> so romantic speaking of valentine's day i hope everybody had a good valentine's day and if you don't have a significant other or whatever man i hope you had a good day just to appreciate hug yourself. yourself yeah man you're dope we got i surprised you with oh uh, this is so dope because that's a good that's a good thing to bring up right there uh you got me for valentine's day my a, a new PlayStation controller. Yeah. And you also got yourself a PlayStation controller. Yeah. So I we did, got like, motherfucking his and her PlayStation controllers. Because yeah, his is like really shitty and I've been playing. It's jank as fuck. I've been playing Stardew Valley like nonstop, like a crazy person. No, like a completely sane. I love it. <laughs> I love walking in the house and you're just on the sticks, like just playing, <laughs> just farming your ass off. It's so fun. It's a great game. If you if y'all haven't played it, it's on like every available platform. It's a super yeah. fun little way to escape a little escape is not an ad no because we still don't have those but it's but it's super fun super fun i was like well i'm getting him one in there i found this like duo pack that had like a rose gold one Uh and i was like which is sick i'm gonna get us a little they're both his and hers so we can like maybe play games together yeah Uh, yeah and i've been i've been i'm still on death stranding which is still becoming the strangest video game ever. yeah right yeah it's about like the bridge between life and death yeah and you've mentioned it i think it's got like mads mickelson yeah his I'm on, I'm on like his part of the game right now it's pretty so intense. weird yeah but there's whales it's yeah crazy. i did a little also did you a little snack snack bag and pack. i've eaten all of the snacks <laughs> <laughs> i did like sweet and savory i did like beef jerky and uh-huh. then i did your white claw seltzers uh-huh. and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. a bag of chips and yep and then I come Some down jerks. this. I come down this morning, and the the heart oh, of chocolate is just open and empty. Well, I only had the. We went to this really nice taco place <laughs> in Louisville. Really, just awesome restaurant. It is really cool. It's in an old church. It's really yeah. Awesome. It's called Noche. Go check so it out. So cool. Yeah, they're local. It's fucking amazing. It's so dope. So dope. And uh, I we we got to talking to this guy there. We got to talk to this dude we know. And I only ate like one of my tacos. So I was yeah. starving, but like there was a box of chocolates right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the tacos in the fridge, which is going to take like at least 30 seconds to heat up. <laughs> I came downstairs this morning and I was like, oh, buddy. You were like, yeah. I did a thing. Yeah, you I bought did. me chocolates. Don't buy me fucking yeah. chocolates, man. Which something I love is that I don't do sweets. I'm not a big sweet person. Yeah. And you got me a chocolate milk. I got you a chocolate milk. <laughs> which was really good for the hangover this morning. Yeah, you, but. You are one of the only people I know that enjoys dairy. It didn't help by no. any means, but it put me right on what my dad calls the vomit it, comet. Ew! It at least hydrated mm. me 
got something negative. In you. you just got something in you. Point five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, it was that kind of hungover where like my head was pounding and it was like I can't even, I can't even mm-hmm. eat anything. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of avoiding hangovers because I've been drinking, uh, my my own thing. I, I so I brew beer on sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh, and and so I also keg my beer. I I do it in tandem with a good friend of mine and. But all the equipment's at my house, so we have like a kegerator in our basement, so I have stuff on tap. And it's so dangerous. Yeah. You oh have my god, it's so dangerous. Fat ass glass of Yes, this is my my Witcher glass that I got from a friend of mine. It's got Geralt of Rivia on it from the video games, not the books or the show. And uh <laughs> it's 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 filled up with a hard seltzer that I made. Uh it's a blueberry uh blood orange hard seltzer. It looks like you're just drinking a fat fat ass glass of rose. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. Yeah, actually. that's what that's what I'm drinking. I've, I've actually deceived you. That is oh, a fat speaking ass. Speaking of which, of you want to do a clinkies? We'll do a little clinky. Don't break my glass. I spent a lot of money on this glass. Don't break my glass. I spent a lot of money on my Mine's glass. Really, it's really dense, so I don't see it breaking. Ooh, Ooh clinky. All right, do a Mine's from Epcot. You gotta do it. You gotta drink after you. Oh. Cheers, though, dude. <sighs> no. Mm-hmm. No. So, uh, that's pretty much everything. Yeah. On the small talk piece. I mean, we try not to babble on five oh, yes. too much. <laughs> yes. It fills me up. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm Andrea. I'm Tom. They know. Didn't know. They know. I don't know. We never they introduce we ourselves anymore. Yeah. Well, damn, we're like 47 episodes in, man. Is that what episode this is? I don't know. I need to double check. Yeah, I honestly don't even know. I think it's 46 or 47. It'll be right in the uh, in the title. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm trying something new. I've got the door open. I've got one dog upstairs and I've got one dog. It's going to be chaos. He's chill right now. But the minute anybody fucking does anything. Yeah. So like, because I'm going to have to move in a second to grab something. There may be a lot of dog noises. You've probably heard him. I'm not that great at editing. So you probably probably heard him in the background. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, man, I think that I go first. Do you? I think I go first this evening. Okay. Yes. I just heard the mini fridge click on. Oh, <laughs> hopefully it picks up on the mics. All right. I'm ready. Yes. Prepare yourself. This evening, when we drink and we know things, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I always write that. I always oh, write you, that. you wrote I it again. Wrote oh, yeah, my yeah. God. That's hilarious. It's like a throwback to like uh, Myths and Legends. He always says, this week on Myths and Legends. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, was mm-hmm. like, I, love, I really appreciate that. <laughs> This is this is going to be kind of a shorter story. I came across this while looking up mysteries. Oh. You know, unsolved weird things and I yeah. thought this one was really in my lane. Unsolved mysteries was my fucking shit growing up. Yeah, that smooth ass old dude just uh-huh, kicking it out, stressing uh-huh. everybody. You you feel like you're a suspect at the end of some of those. That are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps were like my creep shows, my creepy shows. See, I never got into any creepy shows as a kid because they. You were didn't creepy. watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, or maybe goosebumps. Some, maybe some of them goosebumps. No, not really. What? I always wanted to. I just never did. I was more like a, like I was a sitcom kid. Oh. Like all the sitcoms for kids, yeah. I was on them. I mean, I, I watched those, those too. But you watched them more than I have, but that's what I was doing. Yeah, I was also like. Like, we, we didn't have cable until I was, like, 12 years old because we oh. lived in the sticks. But anyway, that, well. nobody cares. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, on a field in Elbert County, Georgia. 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 Five granite slabs are standing in a star pattern. Each of them weighs over 20 tons. And on top of them, there is a capstone. A capstone? It's like a, just a rock on top of all the other rocks. 
So it's like it's like okay. these it's like these vertical slabs. Oh, like and then like a flat one on, one on top, on top of, of on all of them. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah. we're in Georgia. Okay. But just like the idea that like there's two it's rocks, like a little hut, a little stone hut. Yeah, but it's it's five, so it's not really a hut. It's like it's like a star. Sure. With one on top. Nobody knows who built it, or why they were placed there. What? But one popular opinion is that their purpose is to guide humanity after a predicted post-apocalyptic event that will come in the not-so-distant future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, Strap in, buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do a you. I'm gonna unbox it and then I'm gonna give you the deets. That's fine. Yeah. The huge blocks send out a message to the world. We can't and, all be as cool as me when it comes to research. We certainly can't all be the same level of cool as you. That's correct. <laughs> That's very correct. We all know this. We all know the truth. The huge blocks send out a message to the world in eight different language, eight different languages of the modern world, as well as four extinct languages. Wait, what? Like ancient Greek and Egyptian hieroglyphics. Uh, just like a couple. There's four dead languages as well. On the stones? Yes. The message is 10 guidelines for life. What? Yeah, so it's in it's in eight different current languages and four dead languages on these stones and it's 10 guidelines for life. Okay. Okay. The set of 10 guidelines has perplexed humans around the world. Some folks think it's like did Satanists put this thing there? Did you know, occultists put this here. But we don't they, know how long it's been there. We do know how okay. long it's been. I'm going to elaborate. That's the that's the story, actually. Okay. So some, some people think it's the Illuminati. Some, some people think it's the New World Order, which is the Illuminati. Like Right. So my brain just went to the movie 10 Things I Hate About You, <laughs> which he reads them all. And I don't even hate you. And I hate even a little was, bit. And I hate that there was all. an apocalypse. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to read you the 10 guidelines oh, for whoa. life that okay, are on okay. this 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 thing mm. the first are you one, gonna read them in english no i was gonna read them in, <laughs> i was actually gonna read them in farsi um, i'm just kidding maintain humanity under 500 million people Ooh. in perpetual balance with nature guide reproduction wisely improving fitness and diversity is that two that's number two okay okay number three Unite humanity with a living new language. So that's saying that all humans should speak the same language. Okay. Is this guideline. Okay. Okay. And oh, and it's written in multiple languages. It's written, yes. Very curious. <laughs> well, well uh, we can talk, we can unbox that a little bit because think about how simple, like if you're coming from a modernist perspective, like a unified language would simplify a lot of shit. But you'd have to remove culture. You'd have to remove history, well, yeah. religions, all all that stuff. And everybody have to agree to learn it. We could all exactly. agree to learn Spanish. But imagine, we could all agree to, I mean, there's only about thirteen of y'all left after the apocalypse. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. if you start a new, if you're starting a new world, wouldn't it make sense if you all spoke the same fucking language? Wouldn't it be nice if, if we, we all spoke, spoke Spanish? The same oh, <laughs> I think I vote for Spanish. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, number four, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one, which is number five, uh-huh. protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Let all nations, this is the next one, let all <laughs> nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. 
Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Oh. Do you need me to reread that one? Like weed? Sure. Well, now that we're talking about it, I don't <laughs> I don't myself imbibe, but I'm a certain advocate. There are a lot of laws that I'm an advocate for. Like you should be able to drive barefoot in Kentucky. It's stupid. <laughs> it's a weird law. <laughs> you can also, it's illegal to pull through. At a, in a parking lot to pull through um, yeah. from I, I one, can, from one spot that. to another. That's illegal. That's a good way to get smacked. I literally know. always do that. I know you do, baby. <laughs> I don't like backing out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we th- don't all have cameras to back out with on our cars. Tom. Some of us do. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my job. <laughs> <laughs> Balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. 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 Personal rights based on social stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. Prize truth. Beauty and love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Namaste, <laughs> bro. Okay, bro. And the last one, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. <laughs> Re, it's on there twice for emphasis. <laughs> okay. Well, some of them are noble. Emphasis. Emphasis. Syllables. Uh, <laughs> while some of them are noble, like having fair laws and avoiding petty ones, some of them have stirred up some shit like... Maintain human popula- population under 500 million people. If we were to implement that right now, mm-hmm. we would have to destroy 90% of the Holy world. Holy shit. Just to put that in perspective. So some people were like, that's a little, you know. But, you know, you can tell from 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 their message that they... But wait, re- this is like if the, if if an, something happens, they're saying at least get back up to that mini is yes. what I take yes. it as. I think it's limited. You can't go any further than 500 million people. I mean, that's... Okay. You know, just because, you know, we use a lot of resources as humans. Sure. You know, and it can take a strain on old Mother Earth. Mm, you yeah. know, I think it's, you know. So whoever built these, this monument, definitely knew what they were doing. The slabs stand proud and sturdy and will endure through centuries with minimal damage. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into. Are they just like right in the middle of a right in the middle of a field field in this in this county? Not in near like any bodies of water or anything. Not to my knowledge, no. Okay, I was just thinking like mm-hmm. tidal wave mm-hmm. or something that could actually knock something. That I mean, one good earthquake over. though, this thing could also be gone too. But you know, do they have earthquakes in Georgia? I don't know if they have earthquakes in Georgia. I guess they have, are they have, do we have earthquakes everywhere in the United States? We had an earthquake in Kentucky a couple years ago. Some of them happen all the time, from what I'm told. Like, but we just can't necessarily feel them, you know. Yeah, that was a weird thing you just did with I, your I, I, hand. <laughs> like jiggling the balls of the planet there. Oh my god! <laughs> Yikes. Okay, back to your stones. Yeah. So they also have a remarkable set of other features. For example, they feature a built-in channel that indicates the celestial pole, a horizontal slot that shows the annual travel of the sun, as well as a system that marks noon time throughout the year. What? So they also have all these geographical. Is it okay? Is this stuff just etched into the stone? It's yeah. It's professionally done. Yeah. I'm gonna get into that. Okay. 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 Sorry. Okay. Okay. It all started on a Friday <laughs> in June 1979. 1979. 1979. That's not even that long ago. I mean, no, it's in like the, forty good ones. I mean, when you're thinking about. Yeah. Like a weird, like to me, I wouldn't. That's I would what think I think is even more interesting is that this is a modern structure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be freaky as fuck if it was in all those languages and shit and it was made a thousand years ago. That'd been yeah, but disgusting. also like you said, they were like 20 tons or something, right? Yeah. That's like, yeah. you have to have machinery. Absolutely. 
A Friday in June 1979, an elegantly dressed, gray-haired man showed up in Elbert County and introduced himself as R.C. Christian, a reference to Christian Rosencruz or Christian Rose Cross in English, and said he represents a... So this guy, R.C. Christian. Mm -hmm. So it's a pseudonym. It's R.C. Christian. It's not his real name. Okay. Okay. He was named after like some Catholic. Uh, he's like a Catholic priest or something. Ro- his name is. It's just short for Roman Catholic Christian. Roman Catholic <laughs> Christian. I'm here to buy some rocks. <laughs> so he said he represented a small group of loyal Americans. So RC is a legend. So this guy, yeah, he's a legendary Christian. Mm-hmm. RC Christian admitted that this is not his real name, but refused to reveal anything about his identity. Joe Fendley, president of the company. Which is like this masonry company. It's like a finishing stone finishing company. Uh, is like the first person to meet him. Okay. And he was down to do the job until he started hearing some of the details. Okay. Right? So he explained that it would be a compass, calendar, and clock, and also be engraved with a set of guides written in eight of the world's languages. Fenley believed he was dealing with a crazy person and wanted to get rid of him. So he Rude. Ex- yeah. He was like, what the f-? I mean, honestly, though, like, yeah, no. I'm going to I went five rocks yeah. with a sure. clock on him. Yeah. And eight message in 10 messages. It is kind of a weird thing when you think about it, like conceptually. Well, yeah. So he explained it was going to be it was going to take all this tool, all this stuff. He gives him false quotes and he doesn't even blink an eye. He's like, yeah, it's OK. Like he gives him like rate. He's like, it's going to cost us, you know, two million dollars, three million dollars or whatever. And he was just like, yeah, OK. Okay, whatever. So then he sent him to Wyatt Martin, who is the president of the Granite City Bank. And this guy, Martin, is the one who engaged most with this RC Christian person. All right. So, yeah, when he was purchased, so he purchased a plot of land. I was going to say, did he buy the land? He bought the land and he bought uh, all the materials and the, the project. Okay. So... When arranging the payment, Christian explained that he represented a group which had been planning the Guidestones for 20 years, but in which remain they had to be absolutely anonymous. They didn't want anybody to know who they were. Okay. So they've been planning this for like 20 years. Wow. The astrological specifications were incredibly complex, so the construction company had to employ the help of an astronomer from the University of Georgia. Well, yeah, because it... You would have to know exactly. You'd have to know how science. The, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's why we, when you said that, I was like, that's extremely complex. Yeah, the complex indicates the day of the year, equinoxes, and solstices, amongst others. But the main feature is the ten guides engraved in several languages. Okay. The mission statement raises. Is the there first... like two per stone? No, they're all a one stone. It, well, in each, I think like. Oh yeah, yeah, the different languages. Yeah, like front and back. I don't know how it all works. Well, I have some pictures, but. You guys can't see those. (laughs) So the mission statement raises the first few questions. uh, Let these guidelines be to an age of reason. So there was also, I'm going to get into it, but there was also like a guide to how to read the block. There's like another stone that they built that had like, here's all the features of what it is. Weird. Yeah. Uh, See, like when you started this, to me, I thought it was going to go in direction of like, aliens put it there or like it, oh, it no, was no, put no. there Completely by like man-made. like i did not expect that at all like i do like paid to have this made at I, all i think it was just a bunch of like <laughs> hippie millionaires that were just like let's go freak the world out like yeah let's just do it for laughs or do, i don't know there's a lot of different theories that i have okay so the mission statement raises the first few questions let these guidelines be to an age of reason but controversy started even before the monument was finished 
many claiming it to be the devil's work. By 1980, when they'd started building the monument, Martin, who's the guy that ran the Granite City Bank, uh-huh. remembers that people telling him to stop and accused him of being part of an occult movement. Well, I mean... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the statements on the stones, the Ten Commandment thing, they're pretty eccentric. They're pretty interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Guidelines Yeah, stone, I didn't even think about the know. Ten Commandments comparison. Yeah, so the first two, right, are... Maintain a population of 500 million people. Yeah. And guide reproduction wisely. Yeah. You know who else was really interested in, you know, like having a perfect race and limiting population control? Hitler? The Nazis. <gasps> so a lot of people immediately were like, yo, this is Nazis. Oh. What the fuck? And, but they don't take into consideration that when we're talking about a post-apocalyptic world, Maybe it makes a little bit of sense when there's only one or two million people left to adhere to like, oh, well, 500 million. If we're supposed to maintain life with nature. But what are they saying? Just like stop. That means like don't like what that could be taken like kill off off people if if you get bigger or don't reproduce until. Yeah. People have died off or something. Yeah. I I think that it's it's like it is a population control concern. And so but people that are thinking in the right now, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But this is thinking about like, well, what if the population of Earth has been absolutely decimated? Sure. You know, these are, you know, and they they harp on it throughout these Ten Commandments. They find a way multiple times to be like, respect nature, you know, because of how many resources we consume. Right. As people, you know. Well, and it's alluding to something happening. Yeah. So maybe it's definitely maybe like alluding to all that. of us did something that made something yeah. happen. So let's not do that again. And, and and at the same time, this is during the Cold War when this was happening. Oh. So there was that like nuclear war yeah. kind of fear and, and, and ideology in the air. So imagine being, you know, somebody behind this and like, you know, the Cold War went on a long fucking time. Yeah. To, to, to live with that fear of a nuclear war for, you know, for a long time. Could be like, oh, well, if, if there is an apocalypse, we could maybe, you know, it's like uh, in the time machine, H.G. Wells time machine, when the yeah. dude goes back in time, and he takes yeah. those, th- those books. Yeah. What books were they? Right. Like, like a guideline. Like sure, a, sure, sure. Exactly what the people would need to start a new civilization. Yeah. So. Weird. Yeah. So, and the other one is, the other one that stressed people out the most of these guidelines was number three, which is like, live under one language. Right. Because if you if you look at like Christian stuff, you got the Tower of Babel or Babel, which was like everybody, one everyone was united under one language and they built a tower to God. And God was like, yo, y'all can't do that. Tore down uh, the Tower of Babel and separated everybody. It. There's also like allusions to the like uh, Antichrist uniting people under one banner. Okay. You know, and stuff, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. okay. So... Next, we'll just talk a little bit about, there's the the explanatory tablet. So a few feet west of the monument, an additional granite ledger has been set level with the ground. This tablet identifies the structure and languages used on it, lists various facts about the size, weight, and astronomical features of the stones, which is like the stuff you can see with it. Like, is it, you know, is it what time of day it is? Like the astrological stuff. Um, Kind of like explaining it. Yeah. How how to read it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it also has the date that it was installed and the sponsors of the project, which are, um, they say, what are they? Oh, I'll read it to you in just a second. Um, the complete text of the explanatory tablet below the tablet is somewhat inconsistent with 
respect to pronunciation and misspells the word pseudonym. Which, it misspells a word? Yeah, they got a word spelled wrong Shit. on there. Well, I mean, if you're, like, in, engraving yeah. it and you get so far, you're just like, well, fuck it. It's got to be... Uh-huh. That word's just going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it also talks about a time capsule, which is buried under that under the tablet. Under and no the, one's trying to dig it up? Yeah, but spaces on the stone were reserved for filling the date, so, like, to be opened on, and it was never filled in. What? It was, so I'd be digging the shit out of that thing. Well, because they don't know when the apocalypse is going to be, right? Oh, right. So they might need whatever's in there to be for the... to be opened when it's oh my god when it's when it's found. You know, like when it's That's time so to be opened. Weird. So y'all, if y'all survive the apocalypse, take your happy ass to Georgia. <laughs> I'll meet y'all there. Oh, you think if you're, I you're if surviving? I survive, I mean, I, I got a bug out bag. Like oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mostly just got like like jerky in it. <laughs> so on it. Here's what the explanation. This is what the explanation tablet said. It said, "The Georgia Guidestone Center Cluster erected in March 22nd, 1980." Immediately <laughs> below the outline is, is is written, "Let these be guidestones to an age of reason." Talking about the guidestones. <sighs> Around the edges of the square are written translation to four ancient languages, one per edge, starting from the top and then proceeding clockwise. They are Babylonian. Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Ancient Egyptian. So those are the dead languages. But that they, they did it in Georgia. Yeah. People are not speaking any of those things in Georgia. Who knows what the fuck happens in the apocalypse? Right. Time yeah. travelers find it. Everybody Every, you know, comes You never over from... know. Maybe the friggin' Babylonians come back from space. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Babylon 5, buddy. Okay, See buddy. See how I brought that back? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh-huh. So yeah, so the some of the astron and then the, it kind of goes through the astronomical features, uh, blah 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 blah. So the languages on the guidestones are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. Wow. Yes. Um, I was wondering if you were going to get to that. I wanted to know it all. So the sponsors on the explanation block. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around. Mm-hmm. It says the sponsors are. Uh, R.C. Christian, which said yeah. right next to it says pseudonym spelled wrong. What? That's so funny. Yeah. R.C. Christian uh, pseudonym and then a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason what? are the sponsors. That's so weird. So crazy, right? So those are the languages. So that's pretty much it. Nobody knows who this dude was, R.C. Christian. Nobody knows where the money came from. Or why the fuck he did why it, Why the fuck they did it. Outside of it's just this literal monument in the middle of literally fucking nowhere in Georgia with all what these the astrological symbols and all of these guidelines written in all these different languages. That is so weird. Yeah, when dude dropped off the schematic for like the plans, it, yeah. was, like, it was like 12 pages of like full on blueprints for how to build this thing. Oh my gosh. So what do you... So what do well, you I have a little. I'm gonna try. So RC Christian, I'll I'll tell you my thoughts. Okay. I got a little, just a little more, just like a little squirt, a little more, because I tried to figure out squirt. if anybody figured out who RC Christian was. Yeah, right. Or where the money came. Somebody from. Somebody has to know who he is. Because the only way you can buy prop, like how you can't just buy property. It took me six months. They took a fucking blood sample almost. Like they knew everything <laughs> about me. Well, I mean, it was it was land, so it same. Was, I, mean, I, I know that things have changed a lot, but I mean, is and that, it was in the. What, 70s? 1979 is when he bought the property. Yeah. So is it just like, yo, here's a million fucking dollars. I'm buying this. So the farm that he bought it from, 
Yeah. Um, it was from this, like, I might even talk about it. In, it was already for, it was for sale though, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't and just like go propose. The family that he bought it from, he gave them lifetime rights to continue to graze their farm on the land where his monument was. And then okay. he eventually sold it back to Elbert County, the land back to it. After and the they mo- leave, they've left it's it up. still there. Yeah. After he, after it was this, erected, well, this I'm and sure that. it's a, it's it a, brings people to oh the town. Oh my God. Yeah. When I, when you Google it, it's like open 24 hours. Most people stay for 15 minutes. The, <laughs> there's reviews. There's minutes. all that. Yeah. Cause I mean, you see it pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> I read the 10 things in your language. and leave. I mean, it'd be cool to go see like a, um, like go to a solstice there or see, you know, what, like an astrological thing event, you know, go, go to that, go to yeah. a hub. Yeah. So R.C. Christian was a name used by a mysterious individual in 1979 who hired that granite finish company. It's an obvious pseudonym for this religious guy. So the only thing that I could find was that this dude, he also published a book about the Guidestones in 1990 called Common Sense Renewed. What? Which he wrote under the name Robert Christian. R.C. Christian. Robert Christian. In in the book, he the only thing he admits about himself is that he was part of a secret society. What? And that they would never... they would ne- He never said which secret society or... Anything oh outside God. of that. But it was mostly about the process, I think, of like getting the Do you have his age by any chance? Old. Well, I guess you don't, yeah. He was he was gray haired. Okay. Oh right. Fabulous. So he's probably not alive anymore. Fabulously huh? dressed. Like they said he was always threaded out. So like, he's probably not alive anymore. He could be, but he's old as shit. Yeah. So the only other thing that I have to say is that in two thousand eight the stones were defaced with polyurethane paint and graffiti <gasps> with slogans such as Death to the New World Order. What? Yes. The mag, the Wired magazine called the defacement the first serious act of vandalism in the Guidestones history. That's a bummer. Yes, there was uh, in September 2014, an employee of Elbert County Maintenance Department contacted the FBI. What? When the stones were vandalized with graffiti, including the phrase "I am Isis, goddess of love." Oh my god! So there's so much weird, weird shit going on with this, right? Like, so that's everything. That's all I know about the Guidestones. That is really But this weird. is a this shit exists. This place exists. We are not that far. How far are we from Georgia? Close enough to go drive. I wanna see go this shit. see it. Oh my god, if you live in Georgia. If you know about this, hit us up. If I miss anything, hit us up. Send us pictures. If anybody knows anything else that I'm that I don't know I about see RC Christian. This shit. But imagine just this like mysterious no, dude so weird. rolling into town, looking all lavish. Buying a plot of land, erecting this crazy monument, and then disappearing like a fart in the night. That's... <laughs> and uh. the fact that he admitted that it was like, yeah, it's not my real name. Do you still want this money? Yeah. Like, he admitted it to anyone that asked him. So weird. Because, you know, he's going to get, I, they're going to need an ID. They're going to need a social security. Unless he was representative, like, unless he was a representative of a and, non-profit. And if you pay like, cash, maybe. Who knows? I don't know that, I'm not smart enough to understand how that would work, but... <laughs> I mean, what a what a crazy! That can you imagine really just being wild. a local I've in that ne- town? The ne- paranoia, the strangeness yeah. in the air. No, I would actually be pumped because if something happens, you're you're right there. Well, you get these weird dudes' guidelines. Who knows if they're even right? Well, true. You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. Because I mean, they I mean they do seem to have humankind, but you know it could well, all they're be. They're also like can be taken very. I mean, they're very vague as well. I think there's a top secret government fucking base in that time. Like that's not a time Some, capsule. Like, lost that's... shit. Yeah, it's like oh, it's a time capsule. No motherfucker, it's a secret base. Welcome like... to your new home. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's actually overrun with zombies. Oh, we gotta clear those out first. A lot uh... of things could happen. You could make a really good B movie about that. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I was because I was look. I was gonna talk about. 
uh, when I when I started after I saw this, I was like, maybe I could talk a little bit about other unexplained monuments. Yeah. But I thought this had so much more oh, yeah. weird, cool shit going That's on. That's got with its it. own fucking story, dude. What is That's that? That's crazy. Right? If we have any Georgia listeners, guys, please. If y'all have been there, send us I pictures, man. I want to know more about this. Let's go. I want to see pictures. We're going on vacation in May. Let's go. To Georgia? To Georgia. <laughs> so we can catch a flight out of Georgia. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your good, turn. Good job. Oh, thanks, man. That was really interesting. I, when I dove into it, I just like saw it and I also saw it labeled as America's Stonehenge. Oh. But there's also another place called America's Stonehenge and it's another what? collection um, of old stones. Mm. Like very old, like early Native Like I don't even know the proper time period to even say that these were like erected. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't want to I was I didn't want to say that these were America's Stonehenge because there's another thing called that. Well, the most curious thing about it to me is that it, it wasn't just like and it's just like been there for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years. It was like somebody just came in and paid to do it. So weird. Some Willy Wonka motherfucker yeah. rolled through and was like, "We want to save a, a you know a future generation." Yeah. If, and and you think about how astronomical are the chances of if you survive the apocalypse that you find this thing in Georgia. You know what I mean? And what if you don't speak one of the languages? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine being from, like, somewhere just bizarre. Yeah. And not knowing any of those languages. And or then even, you have to find somebody who yeah. speaks your language and that language. I want to watch this show. This is weird. I want to watch Like it. that, what was that show we used to watch? Last uh, Man on Earth? Yes. Where he finds the, like, base and stuff. So good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, like, that, I love, like... I guess I'm on like an apocalypse kick right now. Apparently. I, I just talked about that. But <laughs> how, I just think it's so amazing. Just like, what if they were just like, they were college buddies and they're like, what if we fucking, you yeah. know, and they spend their, you know, their whole f- lives talking about it, joking about it. One of them makes millions of dollars and he's just like, hey, guys, and does it. okay, but you got to dress like a jackass and go down there and do it. And just like, you know, ultra rich one percenters, Could, you know, cause it could all just be a huge farce or a huge like well, art totally. thing you know but, like an art that, that's kind of what i was thinking like an art thing yeah which kind of bums me out that like people graffitied on it like what's the point of that it's like yeah even if like if you are a conspiracy theorist if or you're you into hate that, it like, or like you don't support it or like we don't know what the fuck it is but do you yeah. need to go graffiti somebody paid yeah. money to do that what if it's actually necessary and one of your descendants needs it and you fucking drew a dick on it yeah you, that would suck. And then somebody comes along and the only word they can read is ISIS. And they're like, this is. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, so that is the story of the Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones. Very cool. Yeah, man. Wow. Fun. Thank you. Weird. Interesting. Crazy, right? Yeah. Fuck. Okay, so are you ready for mine? Yes. Okay. Hopefully there's no fucking creepy twins or exorcisms this week. <laughs> I've not slept proper. <laughs> All right. Well, so here we go. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the F- the Philadelphia State Hospital at Byberry. Okay. Okay? Okay. So this hospital was a psychiatric hospital. Okay. Located on either side of Roosevelt Boulevard. This roller coaster is going uphill pretty quick for me. In, Just, uh... in North... What was that? In Northeast Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Born and raised. Sorry. All right. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. It was specifically located in the Somerton section of the city on the border with Bucks County. 
The name of the institution was changed several times, which we will talk about later why, during its history being variously named Philadelphia State Hospital, Byberry State Hospital, Byberry City Farms, and the Philadelphia Hospital for the Mentally Diseases. Oh, gosh. Diseases. It was home to people ranging from the mentally challenged to the criminally insane. Okay. Okay. The institution began, I'm giving you a little background right now, just, okay? Just build your world building for me right here. The institution began as a small work farm for the mentally ill. Work farm? Yes. I don't enjoy how that, I don't even think I'm going to like what that is. It was kind of just like a farm where they had like the mentally ill coming to like literally work on the farm. So where it had, how it kind of began. It's kind of like forced labor almost. But um, yeah, soon plans were made to turn the farm into a cottage plan asylum, Okay. So, construction began on the institution in 1906. Long time ago. Shortly after that, it was established in 1907 as the Byberry Mental Hospital and originally followed the theory of physician Benjamin Rush that mental illness was a disease and could be cured with proper treatment, but that the mentally diseased should be kept away from normal people Okay. until they were actually cured. Great. Quote, unquote, normal people. Great. Are this any, guy's a, are any this of guy's us, great. Are any of us normal? So we're, we're certainly not. Many of the original patients were transferred from Philadelphia General Hospital, uh, which closed in 1977, and all personnel from that hospital were sent to other hospitals, and patients were sent to Norristown State Hospital. Just a little whatever. Okay. Okay. The primary buildings were constructed between 1907 and and the mid-1920s. And the newer buildings were constructed between 1940 and 1953. Okay. The facility included over 50 buildings. Holy shit, that's huge. Such Yeah, such as male and female dormitories, an infirmary, kitchens, laundry, administration, a chapel, and a morgue. Right? Okay. The hospital's population grew rapidly. It's a fucking city. Quickly exceeding its capacity. The peak patient population was over 7,000 in 1960, which I will get to is way fucking more than it Uh, Well, just think about this. Like, imagine having a town of 7,000 people with 50 buildings. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. It'd be crazy. And that was just houses. Filled with people who are, quote unquote, mentally ill. Yeah. Right? So patients included drunks. So we were definitely there. What the f- <laughs> Drug addicts, people with learning disorders, oh my people gosh. with physical disorders, and anyone deemed, quote unquote, crazy enough to be sent to a mental institution. Oh my gosh. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, what a terrible way to rationalize just putting a bunch of, bunch of different problems Let's, people together. We don't together. really, there's something wrong with you. Let's just, you're just going to go. You should go be place. right next to this person that has a completely different ailment. You yeah. know, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, such a wide range, right? Drunks? Oh, We're sending drunks there? Just send them to jail. <laughs> Imagine Ooh. sobering up on that one. Right? <laughs> what the fuck? So for nearly 200 years, Northeastern Philadelphia had treated its surrounding mental, mentally ill citizens, quote, to keep them off the streets because they caused terror among their neighbors. So let's just all put them in a big so, fucking camp. Yeah. So neglect was one of the main problems that infested the inside of Weird. Byberry Stone Walls. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> it's not fun. That's for sure. So hang on to your butts. Both hands 
full clamped. So through legislative penny pinching, um, the institution just could, what the program needs. could not support its staff on payroll, and the shortage of doctors, nurses, and security soon became very, very, very bad. I've played this video game. It's called uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Actually, literally, I know what's coming. When does when does Batman get here? Uh, <laughs> when no. does he Bat- show up to Bat- save the day? Sadly, Batman never shows up. Oh fuck! This is gonna get. It's gonna go out. Of, they're gonna they're gonna riot. It's gonna be in, no, um, dude. Well, so Byberry housed more than six thousand one hundred patients, about seventy five percent over its normal capacity. Seventy five percent over capacity. Uh huh. And only had hundred and eighty attendants, according to the American Psychiatric Association, the APA. The attendants at Byberry were only about 16% of the standard requirement. And to make matters worse, there were only oh 14, 14 on-staff physicians, 90 nurses. So that was one attendant for every 300 to 400 patients. Oh my fucking God. So. Holy sh- No, dude. Can you just look at if you no oh, no this is gonna and be and you're supposed sec- to be like yeah taking care of the it's a hospital right is it not an a hospital on yeah you know what I mean yeah right oh my gosh I don't and I know that people in that field have a lot of people that they take care of but certainly never in the modern times would you see anything like that even close no. bro well. You would think. Oh, fuck. How long does this go on for? Uh, we'll get there, buddy. Oh, buddy. So I'm going to jump around on dates a little bit because I just like the way that some of the information I wanted to get out. Sure. You know, was this date and then whatever. I'll come back to different dates. But so uh, the inhumane treatment of Byberry's patients was largely hidden from the public eye until 1946. In that year, two separate journalists reported on the conditions of the asylum. Life magazine reporter Albert Maisel focused on the lack of proper proper staffing at Byberry. In the article Bedlam 1946, Jesus. Maisel proclaimed, quote, The fact is that beatings are merely the extreme end product which thrusts upon overworked, poorly trained, and shamefully underpaid employees the burden of controlling hundreds of patients whom they fear and despise. Oh, no. The hospital was turned over to the state in 1936 and was renamed the Philadelphia State Hospital at Byberry. Okay? Okay. Conditions in the hospital during this time were very poor with allegations of patient abuse and inhumane treatment made frequently. Great. The situation came to national attention between 1945 and 1946, as I said, with um, with conscientious objector... Charlie Lord, he took, he went in and took cover photos of the institution and the conditions inside while serving as an orderly. Um, oh, so, secret agent. Yeah, the 36 black and white photos documented issues, including dozens of naked men huddling together. Oh my, what the fuck? Because they didn't give them clothing because they didn't have the funds. And What? Human, yes. Jesus, it's apocalyptic in there. And these I are mean, like nobody pictures. These are to... pictures of this guy. Oh, right? buddy. And human excrement lining facility hallways. Oh, Jesus. The photos were shown to a number of people. All of these people. All of these poor people. Keep in mind that this is between 1945 and 1946. I just yeah. want you to keep in. It's like World War II, right? So. It's like World War II time. Yeah. So conscientious objectors are people who don't go, don't serve, don't. Yeah, yeah. for like religious reasons. I think. Sure. I think I get into that more in a little bit, but. 
Uh, the photos were shown to a number of people, including First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, you done fucked up. She, she was a powerful fucking yeah. woman. And when she saw it, she subsequently pledged her support in pursuing national mental health reforms. And she even apparently said something like, this is the only, I you only ever see this kind of stuff in the deep south. Oh, it's like, well, okay. 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 But like, we don't, you don't see that up here, you know, in Philadelphia. <laughs> we're the most sophisticated people. We're in Washington, D.C. Yeah. You don't see that around here. Claire. So in May 1946, uh, his photos were actually published in an issue of Life. Oh, magazine. Jesus. I mean, I bet that was, especially in that time, that's probably a, a hard thing to, those were probably hard images to look at. Yeah. They probably still would be very hard images to look yeah. at. Yeah. So there was an expose done in the Life magazine in 1946 of the mental hospital. And a quote is said, thousands spend their days often for weeks at a stretch locked in devices euphemistically caught, called restraints Thick leather handcuffs, great canvas camisoles, muffs, mitts, wristlets, locks and straps, and restraining sheets. Jeez. Restraining sheets. That makes me, like, so um, claustrophobic. Blah. Hundreds are combined Fuck, dude. in lodges, bare, bedless rooms, reeking with filth and feces. By daylit, only through half-inch holes in steel-plated windows. By night, merely black tombs in which the cries of the insane echo unheard from the peeling plaster of the walls. Jesus. First of all. That was in light. That was in light. First of all, he's a great writer. Second of all, (laughs) holy shit. Right? That just stressed me. the. I mean, it sounds like a horror movie. Exactly. I mean, oh Oh my my God. God. The, The article that I got that from literally said, this might sound like a horror movie, but. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah. In 1948, Albert. Dutch, I'm not really sure how you say his name, wrote a book called The Shame of the States, and he described the horrid conditions um, as, quote, as I passed through some of Byberry's wards, I was reminded of the pictures of the Nazi concentration camps. Dude, no shit, though. I entered a building swarming with naked humans, herded like cattle, and treated with less concern, pervaded by a fetid odor so heavy, so nauseating, that the stench seemed to have almost a physical existence of its own. End oh, quote. God damn. Yeah. Jesus, bro. So. I'm just going to start getting into it, but I mean, I already kind of. We mean, am. start yeah, getting know, into it. What the know, fuck are you talking about? I know, I know. It's a lot. There's a lot to, to go. Oof. So, although initially the multi building campus relieved overcrowding from like other mental facilities in the area, it grew so fast that it couldn't even get enough people or staff to work there. Yeah. Okay. So the facility administrators were letting people who were completely unqualified get jobs there. Yeah. They were basically pulling people off the streets. You'd have to. It was said that, quote, if you... Why were they still sending people there? Right. I know, but this shit happens. Yeah. This this whole story, as I get more and more into it, just reminds me of American Horror Story Asylum. Dude. Okay. Yeah. So it was said, quote, if you needed a job, you had one. And even they even began to let people who potentially needed to be admitted there themselves work for the place. There were even right. been past patients that came back for jobs. What? Yeah. I. You would think it would be so traumatic you'd never want to go back. Well, yeah, right? I mean, that's what I was saying. Times is hard. <laughs> 
At the same time, close to 3,000 um, conscientious objectors who didn't fight in World War II for religious reasons were sent to work at mental hospitals around the country. Okay. It was largely via these pacifists' accounts and photographs that the abusive conditions inside of Bear- Byberry Mental Hospital were finally brought to light. Okay. So due to the underst- understaffing, there was an extremely low ratio of orderlies to patients. And because of this... Residents were often left unbathed and naked, as I said. That's just, like, it just steals every ounce of dignity from somebody. Yeah, also housekeeping fell behind, bedding was unwashed, floors were sticky with urine. The I mean, just how sick people would be getting, I think. What Um, a terrible, terrible place. And apparently, instead of tending to the patients, staff put them in four-point restraints, sometimes four months at a time. Four point, let's like arm, arm, leg, leg. Like you can't get up. You can't yeah. move. What the fuck? For Jeez. months at a time. Yeah. That's so terrifying. All because you, I don't know, maybe you're drunk. Maybe you have schizophrenia. Yeah. Maybe you like. Maybe you have any kind of mental illness. Maybe like, you have like a physical disability. Oh like, my I God. Can't. I cannot. It's so terrifying. It's like just the absolute wrong environment for literally all of those ailments. Yes. Every, it, well, first of all. No human should have no to live. Human. You know, obviously, no, like, no, nobody no, 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 should no, have no, to live no, that way. No. I, I was going to say, this is, like, this is like a crime against humanity type it's of a thing. It's terrible. Like, so, by 1931, the hospital was assessed to be over capacity by 300%. Nope. No new patients. And... Just stops. Just, it's just... Or build some more. Build some more stuff or stop well, some patients. Well, at this time, it was also in need of over $1 million in repairs. I would think at the least. Yeah. Sections of the ceiling had collapsed in many places, allowing rain in and damaging the building further. Jeez, this is literally a horror movie. There's just it nothing, is. there's it, not one good is. thing going on here. <laughs> Patients that attempted to escape had their doors nailed shut. Over the course of its existence, leadership what? could not or would not enact positive change, and the superintendent was, was replaced as often as swinging doors, like in and out, in and out, right? Can you imagine taking that job, though? No, no. First day on the job, I'm probably just not even going to unpack my gear. I'm just like, oh, probably yeah, I'm probably not. Not for me. Yeah. Kind of sounds like Orange is the New Black a little bit. Oh, my God. But not like they didn't. Not that bad. I mean, even still. So, so, like I said, I'm hopping around on dates. So, as recently as the late 1980s. Stop it. 27-year-old resident William Kirsch was in such restraints for more than four. 14 months and possibly as long as three years he was in restraints for almost three years dog anywhere from 14 months to three years in the 80s in the 80s what and that stuff that i the life magazine stuff that came out in 40s and the 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 it was just still abysmal Uh uh-huh like no better yeah we'll get into more of it but yeah okay so there were at least 57 deaths attributed solely to patient neglect. One patient escaped, actually, on a cold February day, and then he reconsidered his decision because it was so cold. Uh He tried to go back. And he died. He couldn't find any staff members to let him back in. He couldn't get back in, and he died of exposure. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that they, I hope that at the end of this story, we've burned it to the ground, poured salt over it and 
there it's it's just like a a no man's land because it's it's got to be it's a terrible place. So I have a whole list of the people's deaths and how they happen, and I'm gonna just quickly go through them. Just burn because burn. it's fucking insane. Like maybe that's a terrible term to use. Uh, maybe but. a little. <laughs> mm. uh. So okay, John P. Doherty, seventy three, dies. In his Philadelphia home five days after being released from Byberry, relatives tell the doctor or relatives tell the coroner that he had been beaten badly by attendants and testify that his injuries, but they testified that his injuries were from a fall. But he died like five days after he got out, right? The the hospital said that he died yeah, from, that, from, from a fall. fall. Yeah. Anna at Likely. Anna Altler, twenty three, committed suicide from jumping from a bridge linking the two hospital buildings. Okay. Mary Matzik. I'm trying with the names because I'm gonna fly through these. You're killing it. Thirteen. Oh, buddy. Strangled herself with a nightgown that the attendant used to tie her to a chair. Um, what the fuck, bro? Mary Pugh, 41, dies after being beaten on the head with an iron bar by another patient. This is insane. I, I'm, Jesus. I know. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I not... know, I know. John Price, 17, a paralytic. Oh, no. Bitten bud. by a 14-year-old inmate and dies of blood poisoning. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Stephen Sarzanicki, 38, dies of internal injury suffered at Bearberry, by Barry. His sister said that he told her just before he died that he was beaten by attendants, but hospital authorities say a bed fell on him. Okay. okay. From where? Where was the yeah. bed beforehand? And why is it falling over? Why was what? Why is it falling over? George Baker, 58, dies after being beaten by another patient. James Godfrey, 37, dies of a ruptured intestine. Circumstances are investigated, but results were inconclusive. I bet they were. Because it's a government-ran fucking hospital, Mm -hmm. and the fucking government's looking into it. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Reynold Rosenblatt drowns in a bathtub during hydrotherapy. Not very therapeutic. Awful. Alexander Allbritton, 42, fatally beaten after attacking an attendant. The attendants beat his ass to death. Yes. Basically, oh my yeah. god, these attendants, man. Amos Holt, 53, hangs himself from bedsheets tied to a pipe. Peter Pondolf, 30, 71, is beaten to death by another patient. There's oh so gosh. many of these beaten to death, right? William Williamson, unfortunate name, 59, Happens. beaten to death. Two attendants, one a dishonorably charged sailor, the other a form, former middleweight boxer known to patients as the Slugger of Byberry. Jesus. They were actually charged with involuntary manslaughter and convicted, which is probably one of the only times that actually even fucking happened. Like, yeah. they got in trouble for it. David Chodnowski, 64, dies from injuries suffered in what official reports call a fall. Oh. John Corrigan. After getting his ass kicked, right, probably. Dies after a flight, a fight with another patient. John Smith, 32, fatally beaten by an attendant. Oh, my gosh. Harry Burnett, 14, commits suicide by taking an overdose of sedatives. Jeez. How did he get, how did he have those? Right? No, no supervision. God, why? Yeah, no shit. Frank Perry, 81, a senile psychotic is what they apparently call him as, dies after being beaten by two other patients. Catherine Linden Nunmuth, her name's very hard, 31, commits suicide in a bathroom. Louise... Patron, 34, dies of injury suffered while being restrained by attendants. Elias Bogdan, Jesus. 42, hangs himself from a rafter. 
The body of Evelyn Griffin is discovered in a tunnel beneath Byberry. She had been missing for a month. What? Yeah, for a month. Jesus. Henry Reynolds, 69, dies after a fight with another patient. Coleman Patterson, 27, beaten to death with a broomstick by another patient. Fuck. Michael Kirkpatrick, 19, leaps to his death from a 25-foot wall. Andrew Mullen, 93, dies in a fight with another patient. Uh, Laura Bienez, 54, beaten to death with a brick by another patient. Um, August Denapple bleeds to death after his throat is slashed by another patient. Fucking hell. James O'Toole, 40, killed in a fight with another patient over a pack of cigarettes. Very nice. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the body of Sophie, Sophie Bardaniski, 50, found by hunters near hospital grounds, missing for three weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. The badly decomposed body of Raymond McDonald is found in high bushes of the nearby building, and he had been missing for two weeks. Jeez. I won't go through all the rest of these because it's just insane. But it's just yeah. showing you like how and it goes on. It goes on and on and on and on. So how many people died? That was there was 57 from neglect from just from all of this from neglect. Either oh, you know, okay, they committed okay. suicide, so the okay, overdose. Okay. All of these I'm reading are the 57. I thought it was like 57. And then guess what? All um, these. At one point, Mary Lee, 37, Agnes Knight, 32 and Florence Hayes, 48 were killed in a fire in building C6. And the city fire marshal had said precious minutes were lost because the hospital was only one, had only one switchboard room, which is about 150 yards from where they died in the fire. Yeah. And the fire marshal had recommended improvements for that for more than a year before it happened. Well, it charged them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. close this fucking place down, man. The, I mean, there's a bunch of different people who were had been missing for days and days or sure. months and their bodies were found. Months. The body of Joseph Wilderman, 27, was found in the lavatory closet with puncture wounds to his chest. Oh, fucking. He apparently fuck. been stabbed by two other patients with a ballpoint pen. God damn. Yeah. You got to stab somebody fucking hard. The skeletal uh, remains of a man was found in tall weeds on hospital grounds and they could not make positive identification on him because the grass hadn't been mowed in three years. The grass hadn't been mowed in three yeah, years. Yeah, so that guy, and it was his skeletal remains, so he'd been there for a fucking... Jeez. Ever. So, yeah, I'm not going to... That was a lot, I know. I won't go on with no. the rest of them. But, so, Byberry's open-door policy for high-functioning residents also made it easy for certain people to escape. So, a lot of them, you know, would, that's how a lot of these people probably yeah. got out and... And died. And died. Homeowners in the area sometimes found patients sleeping on their lawns. Jesus. Yeah. I want So people were just escaping left and right. Yeah. Wow. Well, they were neglected, so they were able to commit suicide. Yeah. They were able to jump off bridges. They were able to murder each other. Jeez. Just straight murder each other. With no worries. Yeah. So there was something called the water cure. Okay. Uh. A 1946 newspaper article from the Philadelphia Record describes Byberry's water cure. Quote, an attendant, this is a direct quote. If they're just waterboarding these people, I swear to God. Oh, it's so much worse than that. Oh, God. An attendant soaked a large towel in water. After wringing it out, he clamped the towel around the patient's neck. The attendant pulled the ends together and began to twist. First, he tightened the noose. Then he gave the towel a slow turn to let the patient know what he was in store for him. Or know what was in store for him. What? Yeah. The patient begged for mercy, but the twisting continued. The patient's eyes bulged, his tongue swelled, his breathing labored, 
At length, his body fell back on the bed. His face was a dreadful white, and he did not appear to be breathing. Fifteen minutes elapsed before he showed signs of returning to life. Then the patient was, quote, subdued. And that was supposed to be like a therapeutic, like... Uh No, that's literally fucking torture. What's really fucked up about it is that the reason that they did it with the wet towel was apparently because that left no physical marks on the body. So they couldn't no fly under the radar way. of like investigators and superintendents and people and they didn't get in trouble for doing that's it. That's certainly not like a therapeutic practice. It was just torture. Oh, absolutely. They're yeah. strangling you, lacking yeah. your brain of oxygen and making yeah. you pass out. Okay, as long as they weren't like coming you. from like a, a legit No, 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 no. Yeah. not that. Those okay. were like, those were like yeah, attendants just, doing fucked up shit. Just fucked yeah. up. Some of the most excruciating abuses at this at Byberry Mental Hospital came during the course of "quote unquote" treatment. Doctors pulled te- teeth oh, without administering Novocaine. Oh fuck! Oh, can you imagine? No, oh, no, absolutely not. Fuck. Larry Real, a psychiatrist who trained briefly at Byberry Mental Hospital in the 1970s recalled a Byberry staff member trying to give a patient stitches without any sort of medication or painkillers. God. Quote, the doctor had been taught that people with schizophrenia did not feel pain. This motherfucker was a doctor? Giving stitches, pulling teeth, doing things without any anything there has to be a level of like just sadistic fucking shit. It's all horrible. It's so horrible. Holy shit, dude. But what's crazy is other medications were overused in ways that were just as dangerous. Sure. They um, had this drug called Thorazine, for one, which was used as a quote-unquote miracle drug and was just administered freely, which they just used to, I think, just like subdue It's a cure-all. Right? <sighs> they just get them fucked up, probably? I think it probably like made them like zombies so yeah. they didn't have to deal with them. Yeah. The lack of staff in the children's ward... Jesus. Yeah, was particularly horrible for right. the children because yeah. in they're s- fucking kids. No, no, first no, of all. no, no, no. Well, yeah. Instead of hiring qualified staff members, the hospital asked the most stable mental patients Great. to act as attendants for the children. Sure. Great. And with this, what could go wrong? A lot of kids were sexually abused. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Sorry, there's not a lot of lighthearted stuff because this is really, it's all just fun. Yeah, throw but that never, out the I mean, window. I just thought it's, it's insane. It's really it is. crazy. I, I need to stop using that word. I can't believe something like this ha- yeah, happened so, in a modern time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this, yeah, you would think this was like in the 1800s or something. Yeah. So the Smith Klein French company partnered with the hospital to enable, they were a um, pharmaceutical company, oh. to enable the testing of a drug, which was uh, Thorazine, which was one of their main drugs. Okay. The company took many liberties, subjecting patients to a host of experimental treatments. Jesus Christ. Does an evil, like, comic book character run this place? Like, do, like, you would think there's got to be some people in there that would, like, uh, think that this stuff's not okay, right? I mean, you would think that a mil- all, most, uh, you would hope most people that were of sound mind right. in the place would know that. So many patients perish from the experiments. And most were not mentally capable of deciding to participate in the trial or ha- didn't have family to ask. Jesus. Right? I mean, what the fuck? So those patients were targeted for experimentation so the hospital wouldn't be bothered by um, a bunch of family members wondering what was going on. Also, patients who didn't understand 
were coerced into volunteering for these drug trials. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 19... That's, like, the fact that something like that could have even happened. Yeah. It gets so so much worse, like, too. With just, like, stuff... It just blows my mind. In 1919, two orderlies at the mental hospital confessed to strangling a patient until his eyes popped out. His eyes did what? His eyes popped out. But get this. The orderlies blamed their actions on having PTSD from World War One, and not only were they not prosecuted, they kept them on staff and they got a pay raise. Stop it! The fuck, dude! I can't even. That's the kind of go get her shit we like, and you were honest with us. Yeah. Ah! So, in addition to Jesus cases of Christ, staff man. killing patients, there was tons of cases of patients killing other patients. Right? Like I was yeah, talking about. Yeah. On top of the uh, mentally unstable, Byberry also housed many criminals sent there to undergo, quote-unquote, psychiatric treatment, right? Right. Instead of going to prison. No, that's not okay. Okay. One patient even attempted murder with a sharpened spoon in 1944. According to Warren Sawyer, uh, one of the conscientious, conscientious, conscientious there you go. objectors there you go. and staff members, the man, quote, Went to another patient. He apparently got out of his restraints. Okay. Went to another patient, jabbed him in the side of the neck Uh. on top of his shoulder and drove the spoon down about one inch deep, just missing his jugular vein. Oh, my God. Yeah. One female patient. This is, I mean, this this is just crazy. Was raped and murdered. And. Fuck discarded on the property by a fellow patient in 1987 what yes she was dismembered and her body's parts were placed like all over what the, the fuck bro asylum right Jesus. the staff finally discovered her body after residents were found carrying around her teeth and different body parts the residents oh um, this like is the, a t- this is a scary this is yeah. a, this is a horror movie like they found it's just like real why are you carrying teeth? Why are you carrying a toe or whatever? And like finally figured out that they had like somebody who had been like. Mi- oh my They're God. They're so understaffed and not being looked at that pe- somebody was able to rape a woman, dismember Murder, her and dismember. throw her body out on the premise. Why? Oh my God. Isn't this nuts? This is insane. This is like one of the. Cr- I can't believe this is real. This is strange. I this know. Is mo- this is more horrible than it's fiction. It's so bad. You know what I mean? This is terrible. <sighs> so. During the 1960s, the hospital began a continuous downsizing that would end with its closure. But that's probably no, good. But we know it didn't. We know nothing happened in the 60s, and it went. Oh they, shit! Yeah, you, you said know, 60s. I just told yeah. you that chick that happened in the 80s. So during the mid 1980s, the hospital came under scrutiny. Finally, when it was learned that violent criminals were being kept on the hospital's forensic ward. And in 1985, the hospital failed a state inspection and was accused of misleading the inspection team. Okay. Uh, Okay. Reports of patient abuse were also still rampant through the 1980s. Another state inspection team was sent to uh, evaluate the hospital in early 1987. Jeez. By the summer of 1987, five of the Philadelphia State Hospital's top officials were promptly fired after the after the Byberry facility once again failed the state inspection. Good. <sighs> On December 7th, 1987, a press conference was held to announce the closure of the Philadelphia State Hospital at Good. Byberry. Good. 
The team's most recently performing investigations describe the conditions as atrocious and irreversible. Irreversible. Uh Though originally supposed to close the following year, patient issues delayed the process. Most importantly, two released patients were found dead in the Delaware River in two successive days after their release. What? Yeah. The hospital officially closed in June 1990. I was, we were already born. Yeah, we were here. What the fuck? With the remaining patients and staff having been transferred to Norristown State Hospital or local community centers. That's insane. Yeah. So it did not take long for people to rediscover Byberry after it closed. And the buildings were not demolished at first because of asbestos poisoning concerns. Because uh, let's add more bad. Well, it was such an old place. Yeah. You would. It, sure. as, as, as and it wasn't being taken everywhere. care of. In the 30s. Uh, it and had, there were holes in the in fucking the, ceiling. Yeah. In the dude. 30s, it had million dollars of repairs oh, it needed. Oh, my God. Looters broke in several weeks after the closing and began to steal everything of value, especially sure. copper piping and wiring. Yeah. After the, lo- after the looters had removed everything of value, vandals trespassed on the ground, smashing windows and starting fires. Urban explorers wandered, wandered the halls and the extensive underground network that connected each building through tunnel corridors. Hell no. You know how many ghosts are in there? Yeah, dude. No, no, no. By two th- I thought that's where this shit was going. Was by, I thought we were going in a paranormal right? direction, honestly. Yeah, well, by 2000, 2000, 20 uh-huh. years ago. Yeah. That's not that long it's ago. Not, we're not allowed to say that the year 2000 was 20 years ago. Jesus I Christ. Know, right? Byberry saw an explosion of people visiting the abandoned hospital. The internet offered extremely exaggerated stories and legends, as well as Certainly. tips on how to gain access to the abandoned buildings while avoiding no police and security. Wow. Yeah. Satanists held ceremonies on the grounds. Good. And amid reports of dead animals being found, the police were very frequently visited of this after all of this. You know, yeah, after all the, well it's, it becomes it becomes a public safety issue, yeah. you know. By 2003, the Philadelphia State Hospital of Byberry site was a complete and utter ruin. Graffiti covered every building's exterior and interior. Every window was smashed and anything flammable remaining when the hospital closed was now in ashes. Wow. The residents of Somerton were now pressuring the city of Philadelphia to end the, quote, Byberry problem once and for all. And the city responded by sealing the building up with plywood and changing security contractors. However, the boarded window just made it easier for trespassers to conceal themselves, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So Gebert Brothers, Inc. was hired to demolish the building's while Delta BJDS Inc. was hired to remove hazardous materials such as lead paint and asbestos. Jesus. Abatement and demolishment uh, started with C buildings, followed by the W buildings, and ended with the N buildings. And on June 14th, 2006, a ceremony was held to celebrate the complete demolition of the former Byberry Hospital and the future construction of the Arbors at Eagle Point, a 332-unit active adult clubhouse community featuring single homes, towns, and carriage homes. That's what they were going to build on it. All y'all's houses are about to be so haunted. Yeah. Uh, All y'all's house right now, 
There's ghosts in there. And apparently there Poor, are like sad ghosts. Apparently there's a lot of people have gone in and experienced a lot of different things where they've gone in and experienced sure. like burning around their wrists and ankles, felting like damp hands on them, <laughs> hearing growls, hearing kids, hearing screaming. Jesus. But a really spooky feature of the property was that after it was demolished, they realized that there were these catacombs underneath. Stop it. Yeah, and the um one of the scariest haunting stories of Byberry involves visitors coming across the ghost of a former patient lurking in the hallways of the catacombs with like a knife trying to like cut people open. Nobody. As well as like they hear like a dude having like maniacal laughing from across the catacombs. People's stuff goes (laughs) missing. Their cameras and stuff go missing when they're down there. They and stuff that they have in their pockets physically. So those catacombs still exist. Yeah, and they're yeah. So people go down there to do like ghost huntings and stuff like that. No. Wow, that was terrible. So yeah, that is the Jeez, Philadelphia I'm glad that place doesn't exist anymore. Hospital and it's horrendous, horrible awful. everything about it. Yeah, Isn't awful. it so terrible? Yeah, it's the worst. I can't believe something like that happened. All the way up into the 80s. That's crazy, man. It's so awful. It doesn't it's literally I I would actually be wouldn't be surprised if the American Horror Story Probably uh, drew from there, yeah, yeah. Asylum got stuff from that. I could see it. It's so awful. It's terrible. So many people died. Uh, also, all y'all's houses are haunted. Yeah, they build a don't live there. Don't, don't build anything. I think anything it was for there. actually for like elderly people too. Oh really? Well, all y'all's houses are still haunted. Don't live there. No. Well, wow. So there's that. Yeah, and man. I actually just learned about that while I was doing the research. I knew nothing about it. I was just like. What the fuck is this? Yeah, that's like I crazy. saw like something about it, and then I saw like House of Horrors, and I was like, wait, what? And like as I dive deeper, I was like, no, it's no, it's, it's terrible. No, yeah, so awful, man. I'm so, glad. I'm, glad I'm sorry that, that was a lot. Yeah. I was just trying to get through it as fast as I could because it was a lot of information. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. But yeah, you can Google pictures. It's creepy, like, and it's just awful. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, if you liked that story, if you live near there, if you know anything about it, we it always up. love to hear your all stories. Yeah. And um, a couple of folks have actually, which has been really cool. So keep doing that. Yeah. Um, leave us a rating. A review. review. You know what to do. On iTunes. Five stars, please. Please. Hit us with an email. We drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know what you think. If you got a topic idea, come on, hit us. We've it, been trying to like, I've just been trying hard. to, I've been trying to. Yeah, switch it Change up. Change it up. Yeah, do I like a, a murder she here. She was dancing real exorci- weird while she said that. An exorcism there. And then uh, I think we'll see you guys for Florida Man Friday. Heck yeah. Y'all. Have a good Wednesday. I am a good Wednesday. If that's when you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, we'll see y'all soon. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye.